Welcome to the Right Way Christian Center podcast. Here at Right Way, we exist so that people may know God personally, grow in God relentlessly, and show God compassionately. We hope that you grow because of this message today. Of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. We want to greet again our live streaming audience. Thank you so much for being with us uh, on today. Amen. We honor you and we pray that you've consecrated that place and prepared yourself for an amazing word on today. And then to those of you that are in service, what's going on, y'all? Everybody doing good? Great, 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 great. All right. So I'm excited today. Let's uh, go ahead and and make our confession and then we're going to pray and got a couple of things that I need to cover on today. And so uh, lift your Bible, whatever you're using over your head and make this confession. Say, this is my Bible. I believe the words in it I can do what it says I can do I can have what it says I can have I believe that there's power in the Word of God I'm about to receive the seed of the Word of God and the devil cannot steal will not steal my seed but I will prosper from what I receive today and from this moment forward I'll never be the same the Word of God is the answer The answer is in the word. Amen. Amen. Father God, I thank you. Thank you for this word. Thank you for this moment to teach your word to your people. And Father, I pray that you put us all on one accord. Give us ears to hear today, God, what thus saith the spirit of the Lord to this house. And we bless you for it now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The first thing I want to do is share with you guys um, something that the Lord gave me and you know I didn't even I, I wrote it down but I didn't put a date on it I know I got it this month uh, but it's concerning you and your health and uh, th- this is what I heard the Lord say he said he, he said tell the people that they need to begin to listen to their bodies intently now you know you can go all of your life and never hear the audible voice of God But because you don't hear the audible voice of God does not mean that God is not speaking. For instance, if someone were to twist your arm and you feel a pain in that in that rotator cup or a pain in your wrist. Listen, that's God's voice. That's his voice that he's given to the body to alert you that the body is in the wrong position. Now, he's not speaking English, he's not speaking a language, but that body, his voice is that body responding to you saying that arm is or that wrist is in the wrong position. Does that make sense? That would be noted as the voice of God on the body. Does that make sense? And so God, your body is going to be speaking to you. Matter of fact, your body has been speaking to you, but you hadn't been listening. You just... (laughs) You... (laughs) It's amazing. Well, I get to hear stuff. I have to laugh at it first. See, you just thought that it was just a bunch of passing gas. But what if that was what if that was the voice of God? Intergestion. You know, all these different things that, that's happening to your body. You eat food and it puts you down. You get what I'm saying? And so we gotta begin to listen to our bodies intently. 
Now, I can't tell you what that's going to sound like, but now that you've heard, now that this word has hit you, some stuff is going to start happening and you're going to remember, oh, let me listen to that. You need to pay attention to that because it could be that thing that's telling you don't put that in your body, that that's not good for you. Are you, are you hearing me? Some of you say, Pastor, I be having all these dreams, maybe because you're eating too late. All dreams don't mean something. Pastor, I had a nightmare. Maybe it was just that burger too late. You got to start listening to your body intently. God is blessing us now because believers don't have to die early. God promised us 80 to 120 years and we should be able to see all of it. Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, why should a man die before his time? Amen. God also said, tell the people to get your immune system healthy. Now, now remember now, remember now, before COVID even hit us, the Lord stopped me in the middle of my message and gave us all the word then. He's doing the same thing now. Because Holy Spirit shows us things to come. He keeps us ahead of time. A warning comes before destruction. So if we heed the warning, we don't have to see the destruction. So now get this in your spirit. Listen to your body intently. Get your immune system healthy. I heard the Lord say more vitamin C. More vitamin C. I just went to the health food store yesterday and got me some more stuff. And then I heard the Lord say eat more to live than for enjoyment. Mm. That's a rough one right there. Got to eat more to live. Less honey buns. Less Twinkies and them Swiss rolls. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Come on, say amen. Yeah. <laughs> How many of you want to live? This is, a, this is a living word. That don't mean that you're not going to be able to enjoy life. But if you die early, you're not going to be able to enjoy it. Amen. Sometimes it's just, it's just a shift in your mentality is all you need. Just a shift. Since the beginning, I've had no beef. Beef, pork, I did turkey one time. But I've had no beef this year at all and not doing it for the rest of the year. I just want to do it for my 50th birthday. I just, me and my, me and my son, I did it with my son. He's actually a pescatarian. Uh, I'm, I do chicken. I, I think I'm about to let that go and just kind of do some seafood, sir, because I want to live. Praise the Lord. Now, that's me. I'm just sharing with me. I'm not telling you you got to leave your beef alone. But I, I, I noticed that when I was eating it, it took a long time for it to digest because my body was, was slow. My body slow. I say, okay, I need to slow up on this then because this is slowing me down. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. All right, all right, all right. And then the Lord said that tell the people that they need to incorporate fasting for its health benefits. For its health benefits. Come on, say for its health benefits. Now, now look that real quickly. Look at Isaiah. I'm going to read it for the sake of time. Isaiah chapter 58. Isaiah chapter 58 verse 8 says this. It's, it's talking about fasting uh, and, and God is really talking about the fast that he has called the people to be on. And in verse 28, this is what God said the fast is supposed to do. The result of a godly fast. It says, then shall thy light break forth as the morning. And thine, whoop, there it is, and thine health shall spring forth. How? speedily from fasting so the Bible say fasting keeps you healthy there's a, there's gonna listen uh, 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 my, my, my regimen was 
Every Thursday was our Bible study day, so every Thursday, Faye, was my fast day. I fast from sunup to after Bible study. So I had a regimented fast day that I, was, that I was fast, and it was Thursdays and Sundays. Sundays, I don't eat until after all services are done. So I, I, I had a, a day fast on Sunday, but I fasted from sun up to sundown on Thursdays. I, I want to get back to that. And I, that day, I drank nothing but water. What was I doing? I was allowing my body to be washed. Allowing my body to be washed. You need to allow your body to be washed. Amen. Amen. The Bible says your help will spring forth. Feed it. Watch this. And thy righteousness shall go before thee. Now, now I'm going to drop some heavy on you. This scripture is at that, that statement right there. And thy righteousness shall go before thee. A, a part of, not, not all of it, but a part of that is saying some of our secular nature is connected to how we eat. Come on, just, just, just ruminate on that. Some of our secular nature is connected to our bad eating habits. That you will live out a more righteous life when you control what and how you eat. All right, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And then the Bible says, and the glory of the Lord shall, ooh, ooh, that, that's to my stuff. That's increase of life right there. That's financial increase. That's social increase. That's physical increase. All of that right there is the end part. The glory, the glory. That word glory is the word kabob, which means to be heavily weighted with substance. It's also the word shekinah, which means I find myself more in the presence of God because when I eat right and my body is healthy, I'm more alert. I'm more keen. Sometimes people, I want to get closer to God. I've been praying. How you been eating, though? Is your body all over the place? Maybe it has nothing to do with your prayer life, your giving. Maybe you just eating, putting everything in your body, and your body is all over the place that you can't hear God like you need to hear him. You can't see God like you need to see him. Come on, somebody say, do better. Come on, talk to that person through that mask beside, say, do better. If you, behind, if you beside your husband and wife, say, we going to do better. Come on, we going to cut some pork out them collard greens and we going we gonna to do better. Come on, come on, come on. We going to be doing fast food every day. We going to do better. Amen. Come on, brown people. We going to do better. We going to cut back on some soul food. Come on, do better. Amen. We going to stay out the meat department and get over there in the produce department. Come on, say, do better. Amen. I didn't think that, I didn't know that was going to be that rough. <laughs> well, you get to talk about folk food, boy, it get hard sometimes. All right, let's get into the word on today. So, um, we're now moving into, um, I, I felt like this was going to be, be like this. Okay, so, um, we got to get out of here. Can we just talk? We, we got to get out of here. We've done everything that we can do in this building. There's, there's no more room for us to do anything we need to do. The building, the, the building itself is slowly crumbling, uh, stuff that's beyond our responsibility of doing. And so we got to go. And um, so uh, there's a, an amazing video that I'll, I'll be presenting to you guys on next week along with um, 
the way the Lord has uh, shared with Pastor M and I on how we're going to begin to be generous so that we can get over the 2100 University Boulevard. It's not going to be hard at all. Uh, so the theme that I'll be teaching from is vision for moving forward. And our guiding focus is much more. God has much more in store for us. Come on, say much more. God has much more in store for us. Our series scripture will come from 1 Chronicles chapter 17, verse 9. And I've been confessing uh, this scripture ever since we, we got over here. Uh, because uh, God, 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 God wants to, God is moving us to ownership. Now, that's just not corporate ownership. That's personal ownership because whenever God moves the church, he moves the people. You got it? So, so I'm teaching on vision. You, you got to take this and ruminate on it, and, 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 and you got to relegate it to your personal life too. I don't want you to just hear the church, us, this body, Right Way Christian Center. I want you to hear your personal life is moving forward too, that God has much more for your personal life. Amen. Come on, say, I receive much more. Hallelujah. Now look what look what first Chronicles 17 and 9 says. It says, also I will ordain a place for my people Israel, and I will plant them, and they shall dwell in their place and shall be moved no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness waste them away anymore as at the beginning. And so we we are at our Jordan River. And we are in preparation now to cross over. But we have to prepare ourselves spiritually. We have to prepare ourselves mentally. And we have to prepare ourselves financially. Now this word prepare means we have to make ready. We have to produce. We have to assemble ourselves. I want to take you somewhere real quick. Uh, they don't have this. But can we go to Joshua chapter 1? I want to look at verses 2, 3, 11, and 13. Joshua chapter 1, verses 2, 3, 11, and 13. It says, this is uh, God speaking to Joshua after Moses had died. At verse 2, it says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, now when, we, when you hear this word Moses, we got to update the scripture. In other words, it's saying the old way is done with now. Right. Moses was the old way. So he's saying the old way is done with. We we now we still praying over it. We're still confessing over it because we're still in it. But 47, 47, 12 is done away with. All right. it, it's time. It, if everything in us, we got to start thinking 2100. Amen. You got it because we can't take 47, 12 over to Jordan. Right. We got to take 2100 is on the other side of Jordan. Amen. Right. So so Moses, Moses is dead. We've served this all we could. Look what he says. Now, therefore, arise. Now, that arising has to first happen in your conscience. And you hear me say this all the time. You got to get there before you get there. Right? You got to go before you go. So he says, now, therefore, arise. Go over this Jordan. Watch this. Thou and all this people unto the land which I do give to them even to the children of Israel. Verse 11, look what he says. Pass through the host and command the people, saying this one word, prepare. Come on, say prepare. prepare. Says prepare you victuals, for within three days you shall pass over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it. Now, notice the scripture says we're going to possess it, that it's not going to possess us. So it gives note to say that it's not going to be a hard thing. Yeah. Hallelujah. 
And then he, verse 13, he says, remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, the Lord your God have given you, what is it? Rest. And have given you this land. So, so now we know that we're going to incur some warfare, but we're going to rest in knowing if God said it, he'll do it. And if he spoke it, he'll make it good. Hallelujah. And so now let's talk about this because we've got to be very part one of this series. I'm talking about strategic guidance from the Lord. Strategic guidance from the Lord. I've already started in this and there are going to be times that I'm going to call. Actually, this message is about calling all of us to a time of consecration. Come on, say a time of consecration. But let's, number one, let's talk about strategic moves. And, and, and so God is strategic in how he operates. Come on, say God is strategic in how he operates. Listen, we have to position ourselves so that we get from God what, say what, and how, say how. We have to position ourselves so that we get from God what and how he wants us to function and move forward. We're not moving forward without directions. We're not moving forward just because we want to. We're moving forward with strategy. Come on, say spiritual strategy. Now, now we got to be strategic. Now, this word strategic have three definitions means carefully designed or planned to serve a particular purpose or advantage. Carefully designed. Come on, say carefully designed. God is carefully designing a way to get us from here to there. Then number two, uh, definition for strategic, it means future-oriented. So everything that we'll be talking about, all of our confessions, even our giving, us being generous, will be future-oriented. Come on, say future-oriented. And, and then thirdly, this word strategic means working off the front foot. <laughs> I like that. Come on, say working off the front foot. It also means calculated. And so when you, when you are strategic, you're calculated. You're, you're just not doing anything. Like, for example, back in the day, the old church, you know, they, they, they weren't really strategic in how they were going to have church service, and it wasn't planned out. And so they say, well, can we get a testimony? And they just let anybody walk up. and You can't do that. Now, you got to be strategic. Because they didn't know that they had to figure out a way to get the mic from the person or, you know, try to keep the conversation. No, but God is strategic. Come on, say God is strategic. Listen, Psalms chapter 16, verse 11. Watch this now. Look at God. It says, thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence is the fullness of joy. At thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. But notice now, the scripture says that God will show us the path of life. Then Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6 in the New Living Translation. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Hallelujah. Now, I, I, I got this scripture in the Living Bible, verse 4 and 5, and it says, if you want favor with both God and man, and a reputation for good judgment and common sense, then trust the Lord completely. Don't ever trust yourself. In everything you do, put God first, and he will direct you and crown your efforts with success. Hallelujah. And then Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3, in the Amplified, proving that God is a God of strategy. Listen what the Bible says. It says, roll your works upon the Lord. 
commit and trust them wholly unto him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will and so shall your plans be established and succeed. See, listen very carefully. There is a direction that I, you and I, can solely get from the Lord for the path that we are on. Hallelujah. In other words, God doesn't want us to fail in life. God wants us to get there successfully. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, number two is a, the way that we're going to get there, though, is through a time of consecration. Come on, say a time of consecration. Now, now, consecration is mandated in Scripture, and it's also modeled in Scripture, but it's missing in the church. Did you hear what I said? It's mandated in the Scripture. It's even modeled in the Scripture, but it's missing in the church. See, what has happened is consecration has been replaced with professionalism. So we, we want to be a professional church, but God's strategy for the church is consecration. Come on, say God's strategy for the church is consecration. Now, now to consecrate is choosing to believe that God is the supernatural drumbeat to my life. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 17 verse 28 points that out. It says, for in him we live and move and have our being as certain also as your own poets have said, for we are his offspring. Hallelujah. And so consecration, watch this, A, makes you and I sensitive. And consecration, B, makes what doesn't make sense make faith. Don't make, it, don't, it don't make sense. But it doesn't have to make sense. It only needs to make faith. Are you listening to me? God is, God is going to cause us to do some stuff and, and move out in some ways. Now that we're entering into this building project, some stuff ain't going to make no sense. But it doesn't supposed to make sense. It's only supposed to make faith. But, but now you, we, we have to get ourselves positioned so when it doesn't make sense, it's all right with us because we're consecrated for the moment. Are you listening? Consecration is clearing your connection with Holy Spirit so that your thoughts become agreeable to his will and you stay, you and I, we stay engaged with the supernatural. Come on, say engaged with the supernatural. We just got out of that series about the supernatural living, but the way that you stay engaged with the supernatural is that you have to purpose yourself to live a consecrated life. Now it makes sense why God would tell us that we need to start watching what we eat. And we just need to start listening to our bodies. Because God wants to present us faultless spirit, soul, and body, blameless spirit, soul, and body, according to 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23. Now watch this now. Watch this. Watch this. Consecration is the way you empower, you stay empowered and in tune in your spirit. Are you listening? And so what does consecration involve? What does consecration involve? Are you ready? I got six things that consecration involves. Number one, consecration involves a repentant and a humble spirit. Come on, say a repentant and a humble spirit. You know, there is absolutely nothing wrong with repenting. There's nothing wrong with saying, God, I missed it. 
There's nothing wrong with saying, God, I tried to do this without you, and I didn't put myself in a position to make sure that I heard you clearly before I moved out. It takes a repentant, come on, saying a humble spirit. Now, now, number two, consecration involves a revelation of God's willingness to guide me. A revelation of God's willingness. We don't have to beg God to guide us. God wants to guide us. There in Psalms chapter 32, verse 8, look what the scripture says. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eyes. Listen, God says he'll instruct us and he'll guide us in the way that we should go. You know, it, it was strategic in how they were supposed to cross over the Jordan. They just didn't pack up and move. Matter of fact, the, the instructions were gather the men, gather the priests, tell them to bear the ark on their shoulders. Woo! In other words, God will be the governing force of how we would move. Leave the women and the children on this side and y'all cross over the Jordan first and then after you get over then bring the women over. Then they say, march around the wall. Notice the strategy. March around the wall one time uh, a day for seven days, and then on the seventh day, seven times, and tell the women, don't say nothing. Stay quiet. Then on the seventh trip, after you get around, shout, and the wall will fall. That was strategy. Come on, say strategy. God is going to give us a strategy. Number three, number three. After we have a repentant and a humble spirit, after we have a revelation of God's willingness to guide us. Number three, we got to watch our relationships. We got to be careful not to have relationships that negate our faith. Everywhere I go, everywhere I go, everywhere I go, it's no secret now that Rightway got all that, that land over there. The sign is up there, future home of Rightway Christian Center. I even had... Uh, someone that said, I, you know, uh, I, I don't want to make you think I'm against you, but I just want to give you a piece of it, you know, advice. I, I would suggest that you take the sign down because you don't want to have them up, and then, you know, you end up not building. Didn't mean nothing to me. I started to say, you jealous, but I ain't even paying no attention, you know. Uh, but everywhere I go, just yesterday, Pastor Em and I was out, and, and we went to see our, our sister, her sister, my sister-in-law, uh, got, a, got a new business or building, and she had a, a guy in there working, and the guy saw me, hey, hey there, Pastor, I said, hey, man, I knew something was coming, they talked to me like that, something coming, so when y'all gonna start building? I said, we building now, we say, we, I say, it's so much you got to do before you stick one shovel, matter of fact, you got to get permission to stick a shovel in the ground, I say, so we're getting permission Permitting permission. That's what, that's what a permit gives you permission. I say, so, you know, it's, oh, I was wondering because, you know, I say, <laughs> you've got to listen, listen right way, listen right way. I'm talking the right way, Christian Center. You've got to be careful not to have relationships that negate your faith. <laughs> Hang around, folk that talk against what we're trying to do and then you start talking like them too and calling this your church. You got to watch your relationships. I only hang out with pastors who can believe in faith like me. 
That's it. It ain't hard. You got to watch it. Watch hanging around. Because if they talking with me, I know they're going to be talking with you. You got to watch folk. Now, now listen, we're not just talking about the church. I'm talking about your personal life. Folk asking you what you want all that for. Why you go, why you go spend all that money on that? You got to be careful of relationships that speak down on your faith. If God told us that we're going to build it debt free, we're going to build it debt free. I say that sometime and then, you know, wait, wait, where you going to get that much money from? You got that many folks, you must have millionaires. I say, well, it's God's, if God can't build it, it ain't my fault. Never, listen at this, never put a surrogate voice above consecration before the Lord. Come on, say a surrogate voice. Too often we listen to other people who we believe are mature enough to make spiritual decisions for us. And we don't consecrate and get ourselves in the presence of God long enough so we can hear what God got to say. And so when it falls through and everything goes Russia, now we mad at folk when we shouldn't have never been dependent on surrogate voices to begin with. We should have patienced ourselves in the presence of God long enough so that when we came out, we know what God said. Number four, consecration involves that our reputation must be secondary to pleasing God. Listen, man, we make ourselves a no reputation for what we're about to do. Praise the Lord. No reputation. Reputation will be secondary to pleasing God. We finish when God say we finish. Praise the Lord. We start when God say we start. Because we don't want to start, we don't want to start without him. And we don't want to go without him. Number four. Number five, okay, y'all on it. Consecration involves a resting resolve, listen, void of anxiety to obey God and choose not to worry. Boy, that's good right there. Let me say that again. Consecration involves, because I don't want to make you think that consecration, yes, part of consecration is you spending more time in a private place. Every morning, I, I didn't this week, but I'm back on it. Every morning, I'm here, and I get, I'm, I'm back. See, I remember when we first moved over here, I was here every morning praying. When I crossed over this Jordan, from the gym to here. So I'm about to cross a Jordan again, and I remember what got me over the last Jordan would get me over this Jordan. So I'm back in my consecration time and spending time at the altar with God so that I can get supernatural strategy and, and supernatural divine wisdom on how to get it done. Are you listening to me? So, so but, but a, another part of consecration is, is you, you walking. You, you have to walk out consecration also. Are you listening to me? It's, a, it's about keeping your mind Focused and centered on a thing. Now listen, listen. It's this rest and resolve, void of anxiety to obey God and choosing not to worry. 
If Listen, if God told us to go over, we're not going to worry. We're going to go over because we're going to follow God's path and how to get us there. Are you listening? Come on, somebody say no worry. No, 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 we're, gonna, we're not going to worry. And the Bible says be anxious for nothing. But in all things by prayer, supplication, come on, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known on the, and watch it, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall guard and keep your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Come on, say, so, say this, this move, this crossing will be peaceful. It don't mean that we may not come up against a warfare because we know we have an adversary, but, but we're going to fight and rest in peace. Number six, consecration involves a readiness to obey divine instructions. Come on, say a readiness to obey divine instructions. This is known as synchronized obedience. I like that. Come on, say synchronized obedience. Listen, listen at this. This is prophetic that God is putting things and people in place so that it provides the results that he wants. You better listen now. God is putting things and people in place so that it provides the results for he wants, listen, and that's why you've got to be, oh, that's why you got to be consecrated so you can hear God so that you can move out on being obedient. Because when God tells you to move, it's synchronized because you don't know how long the person is going to be there. So you need to be there to meet the person when God tells you to move. God can have the, per the right person at the bank and the wrong person gone and tell you to get there, but you delay your going and miss the right person. Come on, say synchronize. God tells you to make the phone call. You need to make the phone call because God got the right person there to answer the phone, but if you delay in calling, the wrong person will pick up. Come on, say synchronize. Listen, you listen, you better listen to me prophetically. We got to stay consecrated because our moves are going to be strategic and synchronized. We have to be careful not to allow patterns to become the replacement for the pursuit of God's presence. He may not do it the same way this time that he did it the last time. And if we get too used to patterns, then we'll miss God. We should be in pursuit of God. Are you listening to me? Now watch this. Um, um, look at 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel chapter 19. 2 Samuel chapter 19 verses, um, I'm sorry, 2 Samuel chapter 5 verses 19 through 25. I think I could do this real quick. 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 19 through 25. Watch this now. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistines? Will thou deliver them into mine hand? And the Lord said unto David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thine hand. And David came unto Belpezeram, and David smote them there, and said, The Lord hath broken forth upon thine 
them there and said, The Lord have broken forth upon mine enemies before me as the breach of waters. Therefore, he called the name of that place Belpezaram. And there they left their images, and David and his men burned them. And the Philistines came up yet again and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, Thou shalt, look, giving them strategy, thou shalt not go up, but fetch a compass behind them and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. And let it be when thou hearest, listen at the strategy, when you hear the sound of a going in the top of the mulberry trees, then, then thou shalt bestir thyself, for then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. Now, what if David had a went out before the sound? But the strategy that God gave him was to go out when you hear the sound. Now, watch this. And David did so as the Lord had commanded him and smote the Philistines from Gibba until thou come to Gaza. Come on, say strategy. So God gave David strategy in winning victory against his enemies. Now, when we are consecrated, we can confidently rely on our inspired thoughts. Only when we're consecrated can we rely on our inspired thoughts. Look at back over there, Prom, Proverbs chapter 16 and 3. It said, roll your works upon the Lord. Commit and trust them wholly unto him. Right? He'll cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will, which means sometimes at first our thoughts are not agreeable to his will. So he said, roll them, give them to me first. I'll work with them. Then I'll give your thoughts back to you. And when I give them back to you, they are now agreeable to my will. And you can trust those thoughts now. Now, number three, let's deal with this sovereign collaboration. The sovereign collaboration. John chapter 16, verse 13 through 14 says this, Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive a mind and shall show it unto you. Look there in Romans chapter 8, verse 14. So we have the spirit of truth that will guide us. That's the collaboration, the Spirit of God working along with us so that we complete the task that is before us. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So listen, the Spirit of God is the one who will lead us in the things of God. Come on, say amen to that. Watch this. So the Spirit, here's what happens. The Spirit takes from God and then gives to us. And so God's guidance is uniquely given through the Spirit. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 through 10, 9 through 12. We're almost done. Verse 9 says, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither had it entered into the heart of man the things that God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For his spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of, of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, 
but the Spirit of God. Now we have not received, uh, now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. And listen, so from our time of consecration, we now become more sensitive to the Spirit so that we are synchronized with God's agenda and God's timing. Let me read that again. Our time of consecration, we become more sensitive to the Spirit so that we are synchronized with God's agenda and God's timing. I want to close by reading Exodus chapter 14, verse, uh, verses 13 through 16. You know, what, I'm, what I'm, I'm so excited about what God is doing with us now is that when I started Right Way, my instructions from God were to get God's people out of Egypt. And so Exodus is a, is a very intriguing book because getting people out of Egypt, that was an exodus. And I'm thinking now how we are now about to move over on property that belongs to us. We're about to, to, to experience our exodus. And it's so exciting to see God's word now being fulfilled. But it's not just going to take my faith. It's going to take our faith. Are you listening? So in Exodus chapter 14, verse 13 through 16, listen what the Bible says. Is Moses said unto the people, fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you right way. The Lord will fight for us right way. And ye shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel, here it is, that they go forward. Right way, it's time for us to go forward. Come on, somebody say forward. Say, so speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. And he said, but lift up the rod and stretch out thine hand over the sea and divide it. And the children, here we go of Israel shall go on dry ground through the mist of the sea. This move is not going to be hard for us, but it is going to require us to do it by faith. Let me say that again. This move is not going to be hard for us, but it's going to require us to do it by faith. Our full belief and assurance in God's ability to meet and supply every need in our lives without the aid of sense realm evidence. We're going to keep our hope, our trust, our faith, and our obedience in the hand of God. And as long as we keep looking unto him and trusting him, it is his job to provide for us what we need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, in the upcoming weeks, um, we're going to have some, some consecrated times that I'll be asking you to partake in. 
But what I do want you to begin to do, and I want you to get with God, and I want you to find out how you're going to begin to consecrate. Because remember now, this word that we're going to be sharing about forward, next week I'm going to, this is just an introduction, next week I'm going to be talking about vision. What we're going to look like over there. Remember, because we got to get there before we get there. But, but in what way will you now consecrate yourself so not only does your church move forward, but that your life move forward? What does that consecration look like for you personally? How many of you want to go? Well, I'm telling you by the Spirit of God that, that you've got to get consecrated in order to go to this next level in God. It's, it's, it's not going to happen how it used to happen. God is calling us to a time of consecration. He's calling right-way Christians into a time of consecration. That means we got to push some things out the way. we got to get more focused than we've ever been focused, right, so that we can hear God and we can walk in synchronized obedience when God speaks. And so let me pray. Father, um, I thank you for this word. And, and we want you, Father, to help us. We, we trust that you've given us and you will continue to give us divine instructions on how we are to move forward. We're honored, God, that you would choose us for this assignment. And so, Father, we rely and we depend upon you. Holy Spirit, we're trusting you and guiding and leading us into all truth. We move only when you say to move. We do only what you tell us to do. And so that we thank you that our way is made straight and our path is illuminated. And we thank you for it. God, I thank you for the unity that will come forth from these, your people, in this house. For where there's unity, you've commanded the blessing. Put us on one accord, Lord. We bind every attack of the enemy right now. Every wayward voice, we come against it. We believe the report of the Lord. We stand in faith, God, that this will be done debt-free and that you will provide for us the provision that we need to get it done. And we will be celebratory in you, Father. We will give you the glory. We'll give you the honor. We'll give you the praise. We humble ourselves under your mighty hand that you will exalt in due season. Holy Spirit, have your way in our lives. Have your way in our hearts. Have your way in this place. We thank you for it, Lord. We seek your guidance, God. We pray for divine strategy right now. We pray for divine guidance, God. We receive divine instruction right now. We receive prosperity from the north, the south, the east, and the west to get it done, Father. And we trust in you, O oh Father, to work with us, O oh Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you and we give you praise. All of God's people said amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you were changed by this message today, help someone else by sharing on your social media platforms. You can partner with us to continue to reach more people by giving at rightwayccc.org or on the Givelify app. Make sure to subscribe so that you're the first to know when a new episode is available. Thank you for listening.